Welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Knives Monroe. How are you guys doing? Hopefully you're doing well. I had something else entirely planned and uh, I can't continue and move on and push through the topics that I want to talk about, which are seemingly unimportant compared to the news that, that I heard last night, which was on my daughter's eighth birthday, which was um, man I knew, Lassiter Holmes, has passed away. Lassiter, if you don't know, was one of the lead actors in, in my first film, Her Doppelganger, and one of the lead actors in my second film, The Seven Hands of God. I worked with this guy really closely, and I have to say that we weren't the best of friends. But without Lassiter, I don't know if my dreams of becoming a professional filmmaker are ever actualized and realized. And so this one's for you. Uh, I remember meeting Lassiter on the set of this indie film in 2011 entitled The Party at the End of the World. And my first impression of this guy was he seemed like a throwback. He seemed like he belonged in a different time. And it was really interesting to me to find an actor who was over 50 years old. That seemed really rare to me. It seemed really rare, especially down there in the valley, that there would be someone who whose passion never faltered, who, who never let it go. And I could tell that this guy loved acting, and I could tell that he was a student of the game. This is my first impression of him. Um, he took his character very seriously. He took his role and his job very seriously, and uh, not without a sense of humor. And he added a sense of legitimacy to the movie, even though he he was kind of the straight man in that picture. He was sort of like, you can watch the trailer for that movie, and he's the guy that's like, wait a second, there's no party happening. There's no, not on my watch, you know, that kind of guy. Like the principal from The Breakfast Club. Like he, someone had to play that character, and, and, and Lassiter did it well. That's how I know him, as Lassiter, Lass. That's how I know him. That's how I knew him. And uh, I remember meeting this guy, and he was sitting down on a on a table alone. And I went up to him, full of piss and vinegar, and just full of ambition. And God dang it, just a product of being really, really young. I walked up to him with so much gravitas, energy, just bullish. And I said, "Hey." I'm writing a character for you in my movie and I, I want you to be in it. He might as well have done a backflip. He was like, I'm in. Whatever it is, I'm in. You know, introduce yourself to me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my name is Knives and I'm a filmmaker. Well, what have you done? Well, I haven't done anything yet, but I would love for you to be in my first movie. And me and uh, my buddy Dave started writing something and the character of Randy and her doppelganger 
was written for one person and one person only, and that was Lasseter Holmes. If it could have been written for anybody else, it would have been Robin Williams. And so I wrote it with a sort of Robin uh, silhouette, but I knew I knew Randy would play him. And I, I'm sorry, I knew Lasseter would play Randy. That was the name of the character. And he crushed it, and he showed up every day. He must have worked four to five days on set, showed up every day on time, ready to go, I would always kill it in one take. The easiest guy to work with. My my experience with working with Lass on her doppelganger was so effortless. Now, something I don't really talk about a lot is with, with the first movie, we had casted um, somebody else and we had shot a couple of days worth of stuff with, a, with another lead actress who dropped out of the film. And we had shot some stuff with, with Laster, I believe, although I, I can't recall at this moment. Um, either we, we, we definitely rehearsed, we, we did a table read with Lass, but Lass was like the first dude I ever casted. Lass and Edward Gantu. These guys were there from the first iteration of this, of this story. And um, even though Christina dropped out and we had to recast her, Lasseter was there. He was like the rock, you know, he wasn't going anywhere and he stayed. And um, I kind of feel like if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for like this steady foundation, I don't know if I would have ever finished that movie. Finishing something is really fucking hard. Like I did that 10 years ago. I was 24. I don't know how I did it. But now with what I know now, I know that I did it because of the people around me that would pick me up every time I fell. And I fell a lot. I was a young guy. I, I didn't know what I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But Lass was like this vet in more ways than one. And he picked us up and and uh, and carried us some days. And he was just um, ride or die. He actually recommended Perla Rodriguez to me. And their whole relationship is still a mystery to me. I assume they're they were besties. That's what I assume. Um, but he introduced me to her, and lo and behold. Pearl Road Studios was a thing. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. And thank God he did because if it wasn't for Perla Rodriguez, that my first movie would never exist. And here we are and this year celebrating the 10-year anniversary. So that's a trip, man. Lasseter told me this, and it's like a bell that is still ringing in my ears 10 years later. He told me when we wrapped and we screened the film in August of 2012, he told me, congratulations, Knives. You are now part of an elite class of people who have made a feature film. Congratulations. <laughs> Verbatim. And now when I'm working with people and they make something for the first time and they've made a feature film, I say the exact same thing. I pass that on. And that. That stems from Lasseter Holmes, baby. So this guy helped facilitate my dream, and I don't take that lightly. Cut to two years later, we <laughs> were traveling to Austin and Houston in his car, casting, 
for our second feature film, The Seven Hands of God. I spent the night in a in a car with this guy, lying down vertically um, with Lasseter Holmes. And I really got to know this guy, really got to know how his brain thinks. And on set, I remember, this is just what I remember. I, I, these details might not be 100% correct, but this is what I remember. I can recall we did a 50-hour film day, and it was one of the last days of the film shoot. And Lasseter was spent. This guy was tired. This guy was done. I mean, as tired as I was, this guy did not nap. He did not stop. And we're on the 45th hour of this 50-hour day. And he picks his feet up, and he needs his boots taken off. And he's asking me, can you help me take my boots off? My feet are just so swollen. And I thought, man, this guy really is like an old dude, <laughs> you know? He's like, in, I'm old school Hispanic where it's like you have to, you have to pay honor to your elders and respect your elders. It's the way I grew up and it's the way I am. Help this guy take his boots off. And he had told me that he had been in, that he had had cancer and that he had been in remission. Um, but he had beat cancer. And I was like, every time I hang out with this guy, there's just more layers to the onion. So much that I didn't know. And I thought, this guy's still kicking. He's still out here. And the only thing that fueled him on that 50-hour day on one of the hardest film shoots, one of the most arduous experiences that I've ever been a part of, what fueled this guy was passion. What fueled this guy was the love of acting, the love of of filmmaking, the love of the sport, the love of the game. This guy loved making movies. And in my opinion, that's going to be his legacy. And I wanted to say that. And him and I never saw eye to eye. And I think we were adversaries in like the last couple of years that we knew each other. I, I don't think that's a secret. Um, and I think we disagreed and uh, weren't friends longer than we were ever friends. But still, this is what I think about and what makes this so painful and bittersweet. And uh, I'll never get the closure that I wanted with Lasseter Holmes with our experience making The Seven Hands of God. I'll never get that. And... In a strange way, I, I do feel closure, though. I do feel it. I feel that his passion is still alive and all the animosity is gone. And, like, balance in the universe is restored. Like, that, that's honestly how I feel. That's what I'm feeling right now. This is a day after hearing this news. Maybe I'll never publish this. But I know for me to move forward, I, I had to make this and just say to the people who loved him and the people who adored him and everybody that depended on him and his, his family that he leaves behind and Perla that he leaves behind, my heart goes out to you guys. My sincerest condolences, this man was a giant. It says on his IMDb that he was known best for his towering height and he was a giant so Lasseter Holmes 
Uh, thank you so much for facilitating my my dreams and being a part of my personal journey. I can honestly say that I wouldn't have done it without you. And you were a rock when I needed a rock. And that's what I choose to remember. And that's what I will remember and carry with me to this day. And I appreciate your energy so much. My heart goes out to everybody who feels this pain. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Keep a force filled around your heart. I love you. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.